The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we're going to talk about this whole idea of loving yourself and how sometimes it can feel like pressure and why that might be and what we can do about it. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. <sighs> Are you feeling the pressure already? I'm feeling the pressure oh my already. Goodness. Okay, but before we get into that... <laughs> I have to say, so whenever we are recording our podcast, well, me more than you, Toast, I always have my drink. Mm -hmm. So today I have my iced coffee, organic coffee with um, almond milk, Mm -hmm. and I love it so much. It's so good. So I'm fueled with that, but we are batching today. So instead of stopping for a whole meal, we have a bowl of snacks here. And I have to tell you, if you folks have a Trader Joe's near you, And I know there's issues with Trader Joe's. Okay, there are issues with Trader Joe's. I know it. If you don't want to support them, I totally understand you. Um, Right now, for us, we still buy products from Trader Joe's. Okay. I'm so ignorant about these issues. But but I understand the whole private labeling thing and and whatnot. Um, But I do think that Trader Joe's does serve us in um, a lot of ways. So anyways, I don't want to start a whole big thing. Uh, Okay. But okay, okay. If you don't mind shopping at Trader Joe's, uh, what you oh, and actually, we have two listeners that work at Trader Joe's, so I'll have to say yay. Okay, yay. All okay, right, right. Um, I'm I'm just a person have, sitting back and waiting to see where you're going. With I this. know. Okay, it's uh, entertaining. I like keep going. So keep going. you must try. They're almonds with Thai chili lime spice. Oh, you guys, it's so good. If you like lemongrass. See, I said, okay, did you hear me say you guys? You folks. I said you guys. Yeah. But they, you're not supposed to say that now. Oh, God. <laughs> Excuse me. You're not supposed to say that. So I, anyways, but... We're snacking on the Thai chili lime almonds right now, and they are so But wait, wait, wait. Is that an appropriation of the Thai culture? Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. We know there's those of you who who know what we're talking um, about. All right. Okay, everybody. just. So I'm sorry. We love the Trader Joe's. This is not a political Uh, podcast. We love the Thai chili almonds. Um, They're just so good. But when you do eat them, I will give you a warning. I was eating them kind of in the dark. I mean, it wasn't like I was in a dark room. <laughs> you were hiding. But it was kind of dim. <laughs> and I was, you know, at the last 
like little bits of almond pieces mm-hmm. and then there was this, this little dark sliver and I'm like oh that's an almond and I, I chewed it uh, and it was a chili and I swear that's the hottest thing I ever ate in my life because normally I'm not eating chilies Yes. But I chewed it, and then it was too late. Oh, and I was God. like, I already swallowed it. <gasps> you already swallowed yeah. it? I mean, because I was chewing it, and it was kind of soft, but it's oh a dried chili, God. right? So it, was, it wasn't totally soft. And so my mouth, I, I have never felt that in my life, how burning <laughs> my mouth was. And the water makes it just spread out. Did, did your eyes just yeah. well up with tears and yeah. your nose and I start felt, running. Yeah, and I was that? coughing. Wow. I mean, it was just, it was horrific. Wow. And I felt like my tongue was a little burnt somehow. It probably was. Um, what is that? Acid? S- Some kind of... I don't know. So okay. just so just be careful when you're eating the little bits. <laughs> now they're going to need to put a warning uh, on the bag. Yeah. Maybe they should. <laughs> I guess, you know, really, the fact that it what? says the title has chili is your warning. So I don't think anyways, but it is delicious. And that is our snack right now for this podcast episode. That's the pressure to love yourself. The theme snack for this episode is Thai, what, chili, lime, Lime. almonds. Almonds. Okay. So the topic for today, the pressure to love yourself really came, um, was inspired actually by a comment that was left on one of our Instagram posts, um, and when they left that comment, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Yes, there is such a pressure to love yourself. There is. So I thought, you know, Tosa, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's so human and it's so, uh, what, 2000, 2000s to have this pressure to love yourself, <laughs> right? It's so self-helpy <sighs> and it's so amusing, but it's also sad how we humans can take even something as benign sounding as just loving yourself and turn it into this pressure cooker and this thing that feels self can almost turn into a sense of self-destruction. And here's, here's why. That we end up in that situation. It's because we develop this distrust and this fear of, of the natural way of how things work. You know, it reminds me of Wayne Dyer, who I remember him saying, hey, here's an observation, right? We just trust that for nine months, somehow nature knows how to turn a little zygote into a full-blown human being but then after nine months we stop trusting the process of nature and Mm. we say great job god now we'll take it from here Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so true but that's so presumptuous of us to assume that number one it's on us to take it from here and number two that we have what it takes to take it from here yeah and i think we actually all subconsciously, we know that we don't have a hundred percent of what it takes to take it from here. And unfortunately, society tries to, I think, in large part, and I think the self-help industrial, industrial complex is part of it. Um, a lot of times, I think what 
is um, preached as how to live life and the right way to do this and how to improve your life. I think it's so easily misunderstood to be, hey, just follow these 10 things and that's all you have to do to take it from here. You can do it. Mm. You know, and it mm-hmm. depends on how you interpret it and all of that. But yeah, so I think those things are at war with each other in a sense. Like the subconscious, very wise, infinite part of us knows that we do have to recognize our partnership with the infinite intelligence. That is making the baby. That is making the baby mm-hmm. without us having to consciously orchestrate and dictate mm-hmm. and direct everything. But yet we do need to take action, like taking prenatal vitamins and eating well to nourish the baby. There are actions we need to take. Right. But we're not doing everything, obviously. Right. And and it doesn't help us to worry about, am I doing everything right? You know, like it's that it's that beautiful partnership and that beautiful interactive dance of, yes, our conscious selves. We have a responsibility and we have a part to play. And we're going to talk about that right after this. But the the infinite intelligence of nature has its part to play. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. part of how we are good partners is entrusting that yeah. intelligence. So true. So, yeah. So what is our part to play? Well, I wanted to talk, I wanted to kind of touch back on, you know, when you're saying that inside we know Mm -hmm. that it isn't just all up to us and maybe that's why we feel this pressure okay i had to um interpret that because you know what i I mean i think like the pressure we know that if it is all up to us we're screwed because we don't have that because Con- we can't do that. Because like we it's don't not have the- all up to us. <laughs> yeah, we don't have so we know the that. conscious access to to all the intelligence needed. We have we have access to it, but not in a conscious way. Well, I mean, I think you can your but your relationship can be very conscious. Your relationship with the divine can be very yes, conscious. Yes. That part can be mm-hmm, a conscious. Mm-hmm part of your life Mm -hmm. but you know just to I I just want to make sure that people know that if you are feeling this pressure we're talking about (laughs) that it's normal Mm. how could you not you know I mean maybe there's some of you who don't feel it and that's fantastic you know to me um, that says a lot about you and your your uh, relationship with um your infinite part of yourself with the divine, um, the actions you might be taking in your life. But I know I feel the pressure of self-love, you know? Yeah, me too. And so it's very normal to feel this pressure because culturally we're slammed with all this that we're not loving ourselves enough um, and that to take this and and take that workshop and do all these things and then you will end up loving yourself. (laughs) And I think sometimes, you know, You take all those things and then it's exciting and exhilarating and it's a dopamine hit when you're completing all those things, but you come out of it and you're like, oh, hmm, these old sneaky feelings of 
not loving myself are coming back up, mm-hmm. you know, and then, it, and you can feel defeated. Um, but I think it's very normal to feel that pressure. I think it's as human beings in this, in this day and age, human beings who care, who give human a rip. beings who care. Um, but self-love to me, it's a lifelong process. We're always changing. We're always growing. There's different levels of love we will feel about ourselves. And what ourselves are is constantly changing and evolving too. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're always changing and growing. And so, you know, you can reach a point of wonderful self-love and then you're changing and growing. And that's Mm -hmm. what allows you to change and grow too, Mm -hmm. is the love of yourself Mm -hmm. to lean in um, that direction mm-hmm. of self-love so it's a process it's a process you're not going to be like oh check oh i got this one done self-love earned that check badge. the box yeah <laughs> got my certificate right. so how do we you know live in this culture that is pushing all this self-love stuff um and and it's true you know we want to love ourselves mm-hmm. it's healthy to do that but do it in a healthy but way but how do we yeah and how do we survive <laughs> in this without feeling badly about ourselves right. um so something that we came up with that we think is probably just more productive and easy is instead of focusing on this concept of self love instead of focusing on that and oh i got to love myself more to instead focus on actions that show Mm self-love so focus on those actions instead of worrying about oh my god i don't love myself enough or oh my god i gotta love myself more whatever it might be so focus instead on the actions that show self-love so one of the ways that you can start this is to really pay attention to when where or what activity makes you feel most at home or makes you feel the most like yourself. Like for me, an example of that is being with animals. Hmm. All my wall, all my, you know, that's where I'm the most vulnerable. All my walls just go down. I love animals so much. I feel so at home when I'm with them. So for me, an act of self-love would be to make sure that I am with animals, Mm. that I make time in my schedule to go to the um, farm sanctuary, to go down to Oregon Humane Mm. and look at all the animals there. You know, it's the action may look like, oh, I'm supporting these places. I'm donating money to these places. I'm going and giving love to these animals. And those things are true, but I'm getting so much in return. You know, and it's such a way that I can show self-love for me because when I'm there, I'm vibrating so easily on that frequency of love because Mm -hmm. I am loving the animals. If I am loving the animals, I am vibrating that frequency. So that's one way is to pay attention to those activities or things you're doing that makes you feel most like yourself or makes you feel most at home Mm -hmm. to really take note of that. And make sure you're putting that in your calendar. And that's the action, that you are taking that action. Yes. Yes, that really shows. So for some people that might be writing, you know, Mm -hmm. they feel the most at home when they're writing, when they're in their, you know, cave just writing their book or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. 
well, are you scheduling that in? Like, are you making sure you're doing that throughout your, your week? Um, that's really important. And then, of course, you know, there are the other more, um, I guess, more obvious things like eating well, exercising, um, you know, having alone time, maybe taking tub baths feels very <laughs> nurturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so creating a list of what self-love means to you, mm-hmm. the action steps that show that you are loving yourself, making a list, and then going back over the list and prioritizing. What are the top three? What are the top five? You know, depending on what the things are. Mm-hmm. And then the next step after making the list would be making sure it's in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, for instance, Toast and I, having scheduled our dates, there's a security there. You know, you can kind of just, like, relax about it and not worry, like, oh, we're going to not have ourselves in the calendar. No, we've already put ourselves in the calendar. Mm-hmm. So making sure you have these action steps of self-love, these actions of self-love in your calendar, you can relax and know that, okay, I have, I have it all, I have it calendarized, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that sounds maybe cold, impersonal, like just putting it in the calendar, but seriously, are you going to do it if it's not in the calendar? <laughs> it's, it's a, it, you are so much more likely to do it right. if you put it in a time slot, right? You know, you really, really are. And the wonderful thing is that as you just start checking off these self-love actions, you're just going to start feeling so much better. And even just the knowledge of having it calendarized, knowing that you are actually, you actually put yourself in your to-do list, just knowing that you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. You're just going to feel better. That Your outlook's going to be better. That in itself is an action. You know, yeah. That it is. a person who cares for themselves does. It is. So you start to do the, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say if, if there are any listeners that are like, oh, I already did that already. I already have myself in the calendar. Mm-hmm. Then fantastic. I think that's great. So maybe for you, the next step might be to focus more consciously on your relationship with the infinite side of yourself or with God, mm. whatever you want to call it, mm. to put more focus there because you have your actions down, you're already doing it. So just make sure, you know, because I think you can never really overdo your spiritual <laughs> relationship. Yeah. You know, you can't do too much of it. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, unless you're always in a hole and meditating and, you know, and like your meditation only hole. doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cave yeah, or hovel <laughs> or to. room, your meditation room. Yeah. I mean, it does come back. I, I think the whole, oh, the pressure that we can manufacture for ourselves about like, are we doing ourselves love enough? It does come from a warped relationship with the infinite, right? If we don't have a healthy relationship with nature, the infinite, the divine, well, whatever think- you want to call it, if we don't have a balanced, healthy, uh, reality-based relationship with that, then that's where I feel the pressure starts coming in because then I feel like, oh, it's all on me. Well, yes, but I, w- but I would also say that I think you can have a healthy relationship mm-hmm with God and then still feel this pressure because of the external influences everywhere else. 
because you know, of the other can be the so voices yeah, for the other perspective yes. that says, no, you, hey, you are responsible for everything. Are, are you right. on it? Hey, if you if you want to learn to love yourself, you got to, you know, you got to do all of this stuff mm. or you got to. You, you know, have to post your spa visit on Instagram or, or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like those two things, like realizing it, realizing that you have to do it all yourself, you know, which is which is not correct. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do your an part infinite for yourself side of you yeah. that you are partnering with. Yeah. So there's that. But also the culture we live in now. Yeah, you know, it's, and I think the culture we live in is part is part of the whole. <sighs> I think it's the natural consequence of the scientific revolution taken to its extreme, which is, mm. hey, we can control everything, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. figure out mm-hmm. everything, and we can figure out that, you know, you put in this input, then you're going to get that output. Yeah. So if we can just figure out the correct input, then we'll get the output and results we want. Yeah. In instead of that sense of a beautiful, open, trusting, respectful relationship with nature, with the forces yeah. that are out there. And I, I think what you're saying about calendarizing and all that stuff, like that's the example of this is our part in this partnership. Mm-hmm. Our part is to use our conscious brains and mm-hmm. intelligence mm-hmm. to calendarize things to listen and then to trust right as much as we can mm-hmm. and repeat just that that's our job right to calendarize take action on it listen repeat and then the the part that's played and the responsibility of the infinite intelligence is to speak to us to lead us mm-hmm. and to do the growing part Mm -hmm. The part that makes the baby. Yeah. Right. That's its part. Like there's a there's a great saying I've I've heard something to the effect of like man can plant the seeds, but God grows the plant. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. You know, so we have to how does we it grow? Yeah. yeah how does we it have really to do grow? our part, like, right? Really. And plant the seeds and all that and right. you know, keep the pests away as or whatever, right? Like do do our part. But only God can grow the plant. And mm. so we have to Oh, trust and respect that God grows the plant. Yeah. And recognize that. You know, I will say, though, that I just want to make sure everyone knows that. So with self-love and if we're feeling this pressure, our suggestion is focusing on actions, you know, and getting that, getting them in your calendar so it's not just up to your brain to remember like, oh, yeah, I said I was going to do. No, just put it in your calendar. Make it easy. Okay. But by no means are we saying that's the only way to cultivate more self-love for yourself. You I know, think that's not, a very straightforward starting point. Absolutely. Because, because it's yes. much more concrete and yes. uh, kind of a binary thing of well yes. did you do it or not yeah it's very straightforward as opposed to well just try to conjure up these feelings of loving yourself right which you can know? be which can be hard yeah um i don't know Sh- do we have time should i share just a few other things to end with sure should we not sure why okay. don't you share that why don't i just share a few things okay so so i mean and the thing is is like if you just google 
how to love yourself. I'm sure you're going to find like a million <laughs> things out there. And and here's what. There, there, there are so many resources out there. Okay. So we're not saying that all those things out there that are saying, hey, do these 10 things and you're going to love yourself. We're not knocking them in a way where or they're not valuable. They have a value. But it's just realizing that loving yourself in its fullest way is a life. It's a process. And you will always be working on that. So some other ways that you can work on this is um, is really creating a um, being consistent with an affirmation practice where it might not be, you know, out loud. You don't have to be walking around out loud <laughs> saying Talking that you to love yourself. yourself or anything like that. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, one of the things with Louise Hay was to look in the mirror and to really... Have you ever looked in the mirror at yourself? Oh, yeah. Look yourself. When but I, look you know at, what? But when look I was at yourself young. in your eyes directly. Yeah, right. I mean, try I doing that. Freak, you know There's what? something weird with that. There is. There's yes. something very creepy. When I was... Must have been when I was in junior high or high school. I don't know why I did this. I was just a weirdo. But yeah, I would look at myself in the bathroom mirror like really closely and just look into my pupils and I'd start mm. to freak myself out. Yeah. Freak and me. I think it's because <laughs> what you're seeing, you are seeing, I think because you are t- tuning in with a part of you that sees you. And I think it can be unsettling mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. more powerful than we know, right? They say right, that. Right, right. And that there's a truth to that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things Louise Hay says is to have your affirmations and to l- really look at yourself in the eyes and tell yourself how much you love yourself. Mm. You know, you can have a post-it by your, you know, a ba- on your bathroom mirror, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that exercise or whatever it might be. It is very po- powerful. Like, it's not like, oh, mm-hmm. everyone says that or, oh, yeah, that. whatever. It's very powerful. Um, another thing you can do is um, more meditation. I know everyone's like, oh, i got to meditate. I mean, but it doesn't have to be long because meditation really is a time to listen for, listen for the infinite. You know, so if you just spend time listening, mm-hmm. you are merging more mm-hmm. consciously with that divine nature. And that in and of itself, is a loving practice for you. Um, And then the third one I will say is if you have a hard time conjuring up like, oh, self-love and whatnot, you know, one thing you can do is to think of a a time when you were a child that you felt the most happy and think of, um, you know, so it might have been your, I don't know, fourth birthday party. You might have a very clear image of that. And when you look at that child so happy you might even remember like what they were what you were wearing or you have pictures it'd be very cool if you have that picture because then you can um if uh you can put it on your phone or put it in your bathroom or whatever it might be but to remember that innocence as a child that wasn't thinking about self-love right Mm. and if you remember that child and you love that child like you just love like, oh, look at look at how cute I was. I was four years old. And I remember that time and I was so happy because I remember at this birthday party, whatever, whatever. Right. When you give love to a past part of yourself, the child part of yourself, you're going to find it's so much easier. You're, it's so much easier to love a child. Yes. Mm. Yes. So if you can find a time when you felt happy mm. as a child, um, that's also very powerful. So there's a lot of ways, but we just fo- we thought we would lead with the uh, actions, focusing on actions. 
because it's something you can do today, like right now, and it's easy, really. So, okay, that's yeah. We'll leave you all with that. It'll be really interesting to see um, what the feedback is on this topic. Mm. Okay, know? because yeah, in the whole self help, self improvement, personal development, spiritual growth, industrial complex. Yeah, this idea of loving yourself and yeah yes. after a while it can start to feel like geez so much pressure to do it I know so so thanks to um, plus I plus I think too it's mm-hmm. like you think you're gonna get there there yes, meaning because that's a how, finish line yeah like there, that, then I'm done yeah right I wipe my hands of that yeah, look like what okay I good I I'm done with that it. yeah it's not like that no na- and nature's not like that yeah. everything's in a cycle there is a cycle. There's yes. And I think cycle? we talk about a cycle next We're podcast. A cycle. Okay. All right. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed Thank that. You. Gave you some philosophy and all that stuff for you to think about. Until next time. This is Sienna. And this is Toast telling you love life, live free, relax. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.